Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry. So it is, everybody wants to get out there, get known, get booked in media places and on superstar stages. But before we get out there and get known, there is a system to doing that. So today I've been talking with different people who are in their uh, late 50s, some turning 60 this year, and they want to get out there and get known for their expertise. And they said, well, you know, most of my career I've spent in accounting or most of my career I've spent doing certain uh, projects, management type of things, where I spent most of my career really doing training and diversity inclusion. I spent most of my career doing whatever they do in their career. And now they're at the point where maybe I can retire and do my next phase. And I need to get out there, Pam, and get known. So this is where personal branding comes in. Because before you get out there and get known, I want people to really stop and really think about what it is their mission, what is their calling, what is their passion, and what are they willing to put forward in terms of effort, time, money, and energy to that dream or that goal? Because that's a big question. Because a lot of people say, well, I really would like to get out there and I like to speak. I like to be on stage. I want to get in the media but they don't realize the cost that's involved in that. And then also to take a step back during this phase of really trying to decide your next, your next and decide what it is that your problem that you're going to solve for someone. It's not about you getting out there and getting known. It's about you really deciding who it is that you're solving a problem for and who are you called to. So I always say people have to pick a niche. And it's like picking your favorite child. In a way it is because you love everything. You've been doing your career for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. But there's one thing that you have to pick a niche. One of my coaches always said, you know, you can get rich in a niche, meaning that you target a market. And so for those who have been working on a job and working in corporate America, they didn't really have to worry about personal branding. They didn't even have to worry about their mission. They saw the job description, whatever that was. Yep, I can do that. Yep, I can do that. And then basically they go and they perform at that level. And then from year to year, they get reviews and then they get increased in salary. Different in entrepreneurial mindset. And that's why I said this is so important in the ready phase. Because what I take for granted, and and I've been in business for 20 years now, so I've been an entrepreneur. So there's a different mindset when I worked in corporate America, when I was a director of the Salvation Army, or when I worked at the Detroit Free Press, or when I worked at the radio station or or the museum, there are different things. You were given a job description and you were there to create 
the, the, the results based on that job description. When you're an entrepreneur, a lot of it has to do with your brand. Uh, you hear people talk about the no like, and trust factor, and you hear people talk about how you need to really build a brand and, and you need to shine online. And you do, but you be before we get the photo shoot and before we get the logo and before we get the podcast going, which is happy podcast day, we do need to understand what is our mission. What is it that we're called to decide your level of persistence as you're going to pursue this dream or this, this next phase? Because I'm telling you, there's so many people. I had someone that sitting with me and and uh, we were discussing what it is that she wants to do. What is the first thing you have to do? Well, before you buy a domain name, before you decide the logo, before you do do any of that, you need to sit with yourself and really decide what am I going to, what problem am I going to solve? How am I going to be positioned in the market? What is it that I would like to what what level of commitment do I want to give to this? If it's a little bit, if you're quote unquote, if you have someone that says, oh, you know, I'm, I don't want to really work that hard at this point in time. I'm just going to really spend a few hours a week working at this, or I'll really kind of, maybe I don't really want to go after too many contracts. Okay. Well, decide your level of commitment and you will find a coach that will help you with the level of commitment that you would like to to go to. If you would really like to get out there and get known, then obviously you're going to have to have a a coach that is going to have that same level of intensity with you. If you kind of want to do it, you probably don't need a coach. You can probably just YouTube your way through whatever you want to do. You know, I always say people, you can go to YouTube University and just YouTube whatever, but a coach will then personally set with you and tell you step-by-step what are the things that you need to do. And so I was to get the mind right in terms of the expectations, having thick skin, because when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to have a lot of no's and you need to be okay with having a lot of no's because a lot of no's means eventually you're going to get to some yeses. So you want to make sure that you have that, that type of mentality. And I also say, be around people who have been entrepreneurs that know what it's like to market and to brand and to really put themselves out there. Because a lot of times people are afraid to put themselves out there. They're afraid to self-promote. If you've been in corporate America for a long time, you probably didn't have to self-promote because you did your job, you got a review, you got, you know, you were good. But when you become an entrepreneur, you're now in a different kind of marketplace where you have to compete. And so what is your unique selling advantage or what is your unique position in the market? And that's so important for people to understand that. And I always say that if you are a uh, a person that has thick skin and, you know, you have to pitch yourself to the media, but you're kind of afraid to, and do I want to do that? Hey, how are you? Hey, Dawn, that's going to be a problem. Hey, Pastor Van, Bishop Van. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's going to be a problem because if you write a book, it's a good book but you got to promote that book. You got to be able to stand up with that book and say, this book is good because it solved this problem. I wrote this book. These are my credentials. This is why. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Blessings to you too. And one of the things that I always say that I can be your publicist, but I can't be your therapist. (laughs) So in terms of getting your mind right, that is something that you and God and and your your inner inner voice 
the, the Holy Spirit sit down and decide what it is that next phase is. Because I'm telling you, it is going to be tough. Being an entrepreneur is going to be tough. Doesn't have to be. But if you don't know where you want to go, doesn't matter what your coach can, can help you with. Because a coach is there to help you activate a strategy. But if you don't know where you want to go, that's going to be a problem. So one of the things too, when I tell people to pick a niche and I say, well, my book is for everybody, or I can do any type of training, any type of personal development. Hey, Dr. Paulette, you can't do any type because if you want to do anything, that means you won't be talking to anybody because it's too broad. You have to become a specialist at something. Now you can build, you can build from that. But you have to start somewhere. And the reason why most people say that is because now someone can refer you because they know what you're known for, what you're good at, what you're the go-to person for. If you say, oh, well, I could just do anything, you probably won't get any referrals. And business is based on referrals, based on sales. If you can't get referrals, then no one can really send you any business. So that's why I say pick a niche, become an expert in that. And especially for those that are stepping out of corporate and going into their own business, there's so many layers of things. But the main thing when you're stepping out, want you to have thick skin. Because once you print up your business cards, put up your website and think that, uh, you know, I can call the media and say, hey, I'm open for business. Give me some publicity. You're going to get a shock of your life, especially for those who've been in corporate, especially if you've been in a high level corporate position where you are feeling like I wore this job like a badge. And so many people were always calling me. The minute you leave, no one's going to call you because now you're quote unquote, don't have that, that company shield behind you. The shield is you. It's your brand. It is you. It is all you. So get out there and get known. This podcast is really talking to you about the ready, set, go, speak method. And that first method, the ready phase, I have a media readiness assessment that takes people through a series of questions when they join my membership program. And they kind of get graded in terms of what it is that the media is looking for and what they think that they're ready for. By the time people go through that whole readiness assessment, they realize I'm not as ready as I thought, which is fine. That's why you're in the program. That's why someone like me who've been doing this for a couple of decades or more can really help you understand what it is that you need to do step by step. So it's more of a program. It's a mentorship. It actually has some training in it as well, as well as guest experts. But the point of it is, is that it's going to take a period of time to I guess in so many words, deprogram your way of thinking when you were in corporate America versus being an entrepreneur. Even if you were an entrepreneur on the side while you worked in corporate America, you still had a different attitude because you didn't really, some people who are working, quote unquote, their side hustle while they're working their corporate gig know that they really can't put themselves out there. But immediately after they leave their corporate job and they quote unquote put themselves out there. They're sending out press releases. They're making phone calls to friends. They're putting more stronger emphasis on their uh, social networking. And they're thinking like, all I need is was more time so I can really 
do what I really want to do and I'll get the clients. And then they're so upset that once they leave their quote unquote safety net, they don't see their phone ringing or their email ringing or the PayPal buttons uh, chiming because it takes an effort to really understand, sit down and decide what is my unique uh, selling point? What, what problem am I solving? How am I different? Uh, you really also have to decide and really define your brand, which is a whole course in itself, defining your brand and your positioning. So there's a lot of publicists in America. Every publicist is not the same. How do you define yourself and how do you make yourself different? And your unique experiences don't make you make you different. But then also, too, how does that translate in terms of a problem that you're going to solve for your potential client? And I'm basically talking about those who are uh, speakers, authors, coaches, those who have an expertise that can solve a problem for someone through a consulting type of a program, okay, through a consulting situation. Now, if you have retail, that's a whole different thing. Like if I'm going to quote unquote retire and then I'm going to go open up a Chick-fil-A, that's a whole nother thing, right? Uh, because now there's there's personal branding that's really not really needed in that because the brand is actually in the franchise that, they, that you spend money on to buy. But if you don't have a franchise behind you, you are the brand, you are the franchise, you are the person that actually people are going to be coming to because they know you. They like you. They trust you. They've seen you in the media. They've seen you speaking at different things. They've heard your podcast. They've watched your YouTube. They follow you on Twitter. And they pretty much have done a little bit of research to see what you're about. If you don't know what you're about, if you're too confusing and you're sending out mixed messages all the time, people will not buy. People confuse minds never buy. So becoming real clear at the very beginning in that ready phase is so important. Like I said, taking the assessment, locate yourself to see where you need to do the work. And that's where you go into the next phase, which is the set phase. It's ready, set, go speak. So the ready phase is so critical because that is the 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 foundation. It is the, the things that will make you unshakable when things become really tough because you know what you were built for. You know what you're ready for. You, you have that tenacity and you have made the commitments, you've got the right coaches, you've got the right uh, programs, you know exactly as much as you can, you have laid out that strategy in the ready phase, because I'm telling you in the set and the go and the speak phase, it moves fast. It moves fast. And there's no time to really try to figure it out on the fly. A lot of people are just flying by the seat of their pants. That's why they fly by the seat of their pants. They didn't sit down. Now, when I started my company, 20 years ago, I knew exactly what it is that I wanted to do and who I was going to serve. And that made a difference of the circle of people that I was going to work with. Hey, thank you, Edith. It made a difference of the type of conferences I went to, the type of coaches I would hire, the type of places I would show up at, um, even down to the, the way I dress, right? Okay, I definitely don't look like a totally corporate uh, girl, right? I've got the bling earrings and that sort of thing. So it's not, you, you You have to understand that. So when I started Ministry Marketing Solution 20 years ago, I knew for sure that I would work with ministries, mega ministries I've worked with from TD Jakes, 
uh, Creflo Dollar, Bishop Hilliard, um, different, you know, different megachurches in Detroit and other places as well. And I knew that I would have to go to different conferences in order to inundate myself with that. Now, I came from the Salvation Army, so my background was in PR, but wasn't in the area, the niche that I wanted to be in. So I ended up going to the Christian book book fairs many years. And then eventually in a few years, I started teaching at those conferences. I led a group of Christian writers in Detroit for many years, American Christian Writers Group, and did that. I actually went to a lot of the gospel heritage events as well and spoke on PR and branding for ministry marketing. So getting known in a niche and being positioned took time, but it took strategy because I knew at a certain point in time that if I'm going to be involved in the book industry, Christian Retailing was a magazine I was actually quoted in. If I knew that I wanted to be taken seriously in the publishing industry, I was quoted in Publishers Weekly. So there's certain benchmarks of things that eventually you can't get to right away, but you have to know where do you want to show up and where is that going to to land you and position you. Now, obviously, you're doing the work as well, but knowing that niche. And because I was committed to African-American voices, African-American ministries, then then I was also part of the uh, Christian African-American Book Association as well, and also the National Black Book Association as well. So there were things strategically, hey, Vegas, all right, hey, Edith, there were things in there that I knew that I wanted to be a part of in terms of black media. I'm part of NMPA, which is the National Newspapers Publishers Association, which is Dr. Ben Chavis's is over that. And that's because it's, I knew that my niche was going to be blacks, black people, black authors, black speakers, black bookstores. Those were the, that was the niche. Now, do I, can I work with others? Sure, no problem. But the niche is on one thing. And so by focusing on that, you can dominate that area and become more and more known as a specialist. So when Publishers Weekly, they were looking for someone to speak about the African-American Christian market in terms of books and things like that, they looked me up. They found me. It was easy to find because I was there. I'd been speaking it. Working with partnerships is really, really important as well because you have to partner with the right people. And when you partner with people, it's a win-win. It's never a take-take. When I say win-win, meaning that both people are going to get something out of this the situation. I partner with uh, Black Gospel Promo. Black Gospel Promo has over 100,000 people that listen to Christian music. Wow. So I have a lot of people that love Christian books. People who love Christian music will probably like Christian books. So we partnered together where I had a lot of my authors go through her promotional service for her email and vice versa. I promoted her service to my authors. So it was a win-win. We're in a season right now when it comes to these virtual conferences. For me, I'm just speaking for me. So we have so many virtual conferences that a lot of people say, well, I want you on my conference. I want you on my conference. Great, fine. I'll speak on marketing, PR, branding. That's what I do. I love it. But I want you to promote my conference. I can do my own conference. I'm going to do the promoting. I thought you wanted me to speak. You see what I'm saying? So don't be so transparent when you are going to ask someone for a favor. And then you turn around and then say, but can you do this too? It's like, really? Okay, so you want me to do this 
You want me to do that and this? And then you think like, so what's in it for me? So that's not a partnership. That is that is a blatant like take take situation. And those are the situations that I, I would say you need to run from. So I'll give you an example. Just not too long ago, I've been asked to speak in a lot of different conferences. Now, I don't mind speaking at the conferences and then promoting the conference. Not a problem. We love to do that. Right. But when it becomes that you have to do it and then you're like demanding it and you are like, this is what I expect. That's that's another issue. Okay, so be aware of that when the I guess you say people always have ulterior motives. So check the motives. But again, if you're sitting in that ready phase and you really have uh, uh, um, an energy or instinct or a certain feeling about what it is that you're bringing to the world, you will know when something isn't right and you stay away from it. And so for me, when I surround myself around the right people, and like I said, my membership program, Ready, Set, Go, Speak, is a part of that where I want people who are interested in win-win with each other, to build each other up, to make sure that we are all fortified, right, in, in terms of what we are to do. I'm your high person. So if I see your gift in you, I'm your high person. I'm going to make sure that you are everywhere, but not until we are really, really for sure in that ready phase, what it is that you're called to do, what problem you're solving, and who you're solving it for. That way we can I can introduce you to my network. I can then make sure that you're showing up in the right places. I can make sure that the platform that you have that you're building is is really the right one that you need to attract your ideal client. It's all very strategic. And it really does take a little bit of wisdom because I've been doing this for a while, a little bit of wisdom to know certain things that work quicker for you than say if I hadn't been around so long. Yes, yes. Hey, Edith. So life coach to global entrepreneur women business domestic violence. And so October, just so that she knows, uh, Edith, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So making sure that she is going to pitch to the media about that particular issue that is her her issue and talk about domestic violence because it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So hopefully you have enough pitches available where you have created your media list. That's in the set phase. So we kind of go there, but, but making sure that you're doing that. Because I'm telling you, if you're not ready, doing the set and the go and the speak will not work. It'll fall flat and you'll be spending more energy trying to go back and fix things. Hey, there's Wendy. Oh, this Wendy Hilliard. I love you and your sister and Amy and Pam and Gloria. <laughs> we just we just named the whole Hilliard family over here. Cassack is strong in the house. <laughs> So, yeah, so just one of the things, just want to say, ready, set, go, speak, give an example of Wendy. Uh, she has been um, phenomenal. And when I say someone who's been focused her most of her career, she was a cheerleader at CAS and then went on and became part of the gymnastics team and just like really, really good. Now she has a foundation that she teaches gymnastics, right? Uh, I abbreviated that a whole lot for you, Wendy, because I know there was a lot in between, but if you need someone, women's sports, uh, Wendy is a person. She's a go-to. Her sister's the same thing. You know, Amy, she's marketing. She had another sister, Pam, is writing. They all have their niche and their go-to. They're in from one, one family, but everybody has their own niche and they stick with it. So we hear people say, stay in your lane. They stay in the lane and then they dominate that lane. 
that's the, that's the main thing. So I just really wanted to, to explain that whole ready phase. People are so like, oh my God, someone's going to get ahead of me. No, they're not going to get ahead of me. You need to sit, stop, plan, strategize, really understand your mission, breathe in, know it's going to work, and then get the right coaches, get in the right programs. Quit trying to YouTube your way to everything. It ain't going to work. Okay. And this podcast, listen, this podcast is only a sample of some of the things that I do in Ready, Set, Go Speak because I have uh, workbooks, I have uh, templates, I have pitches, and I also have guest experts in it as well. Yay! <laughs> so that's one of the things that I just wanted to say. So I've, I've, I promised that I would not make these podcasts too long. They're, this one is 24 minutes. So I want to just jump on really quick to just talk about the phase one, the ready phase, which is the most important phase because you want to be ready. So with that, I am Pam Perry and I am out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch in order to be considered in media places or superstar stages. PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.